the governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a Hawkeye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pot of Rosedale, a bronze pig full of hot takes. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, the Iowa fan, here along uh, with Eric, gopher fan. Eric, I'm feeling pretty good. How are how are you feeling after uh, just, another week of football? Just sitting here shitting in my bed like a typical gopher. So that's what, oh, what happened. I mean, I, I turned it off. Here's what I, I watched. Gophers had the lead. It was fourth and 11. The starting quarterback goes out. It's like, all right, the gophers are going to get the stop. They're going to run out the clock. Good. There's like a minute to go in the game. That's, that's done. What Good could job. happen? Yeah. How could you lose this game? Fourth and 11. And uh, backup comes in ice cold. Yeah. Backup comes in ice cold, and they had just picked off the guy on the drive before. Thought they sealed it then, but apparently can't get a first down or don't know how to manage the situation to run out the clock. So then you got to well, get him back the ball. You get Kelly him the fourth Manus down. missed an open tight end, but that's a, yeah, another problem. He's trash. Uh, typical late game mismanagement by PJ Fleck. Fourth and eleven, guy gets wide open, and then. A few plays later, he's in the end zone. Game over. Yeah. So anybody that that didn't actually watch the game, Gophers were in control. I I don't remember. It's Illinois is on their own 15 yard line, a little bit or the more than a minute left, and Luke Altmeyer, their starting quarterback, goes out with some sort of injury. Backup comes in, in three plays, completes three passes and goes 85 yards for a touchdown. Including one in which, you know, Juice Williams, clearly their best wideout, just got completely behind the defense and they just dropped it right into his bed basket, red basket for like a 46 yard touchdown. I mean, big time pass defense blunders by the Gophers rearing their head again. Yeah, the Gophers went it's from brutal. being like a, a 90% chance to winning the game to losing the game in like with like a minute left in the game. Like just the complete flip from. Really, absolutely should win this game. Turn, like, turn it off. They won. And then not. And the same thing, they, they did the same thing against Northwestern in the game yeah. they lost. Same situation. A team they should beat. They were winning. All they have to do is just not shit the bed. And they did. Yeah. They... It's a, it's become kind of the a trend with PJ, with his teams. His co- You get this great win. You beat Iowa. Floyd's coming here. You have... The Big Ten West is yours. Look at you. Look at these teams that lost. Wisconsin loses. Nebraska loses. Iowa's tied with fucking Northwestern. All you have to do is beat Illinois, and you're up at home. Can't do it. It's just it's so frustrating. It really is. That's what being a Gopher fan is now. You get, and I guess we'll take it because we're beating Iowa and we beat Wisconsin and whatever. But boy, is it just close the deal. PJ cannot close the deal. His teams just cannot. And mostly it's because their offense can't string together first downs, take over the game. And and their defense has played pretty bad. No, the, the, the pass defense for the Gophers is is, is bad. I, I well, didn't it's get to... crazy because they, they've forced turnovers. That Newbin guy has like 11 picks. Like they're, they're forcing really turnovers, good. but they're giving up a lot of yards and letting receivers get open. And I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll Kind of close the or the the line of scrimmage is kind of run by the defensive front by the Gophers, but whatever reason that they cannot shut shut a team down, they just they cannot. They they have to have a close game. They cannot blow teams out, and that leaves room for error, miss coverage here, and it's over. You yeah, miss it's, wide open receiver, it's over. It is brutal. I, I saw. It does seem like Minnesota fans uh, have a hard time tolerating P.J. Fleck if the Gophers aren't winning. That seems yeah. to be a trend. It, 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 it was, I saw a lot of rage directed at P.J. Fleck on Twitter, uh, you know, this last few days. Only um, gave him 74 rushing yards. Really, like I said, controlled the line of scrimmage. Illinois could not run the ball, but you give a 300 yards passing. Like you said, this Paddock guy comes in three for three, 85 yards and a score. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm so frustrated by it. 
It's brutal. I I was kind of joking, but kind of not joking about the setup to this conversation. I was, you know, uh, finish up the Iowa game, and I think I was working on supper, and I was like, all right, I'll get my phone on. I'll turn on YouTube TV and check on the Gopher game. And I saw, you know, I saw the score update when the Gophers went ahead on that, like, 32-yard touchdown pass by Kelly McManus. It's like, okay. And then I saw saw the interception. I thought, oh, that might do it. And then I saw that Illinois had the ball, like, on their own side of the field. And then I, like, lost the connection. I was trying to get in and came back in and was trying to get an update. And then I was really confused because I saw Cali Manis and was like second and 10 and throwing the ball. And I'm like, wait, the Gophers have the ball. Why are they throwing it? And then I looked at the score. I was like, oh, Illinois is ahead. That's why they're passing the ball. That's why they're not running out the clock. I My brain had just assumed a turnover had happened uh, for Illinois um, and the Gophers got the ball back. But no, the Illinois scored that quickly. It was it was very instantaneous. It took almost no time off the clock. It was shockingly fast. Yeah, it's brutal, man. I, I don't. I mean, I don't like PJ Fleck any more than Gopher fans do. So I, I don't feel that sad about about it from that perspective. But that's a that's a brutal way to lose. That's a way Iowa loses games in all kinds of painful ways, but they don't usually lose it like that. Um, sometimes a great quarterback or a really good one comes in and has a really nice drive. But a backup coming in on a fourth and eleven and just just drilling it three straight times, no pressure. Yeah, close games Bad against coverage. teams that they shouldn't beat for whatever reason. There's usually, I mean, I guess I guess it doesn't always happen, but they get some breaks or things happen against a team they shouldn't beat, and, and they've won some of those games. They've lost some too. Yeah, against Iowa the last two years, you know, should have probably won a lot of those close games, but. They, PJ loses a lot of close games, I think, is the real trend. Um, sure. and, and he plays and for a lot of close games. I mean, that's the pl- style he's playing for. Oh, yeah, everything is close. You're never going to blow a team out the way he plays. <clears throat> and the Gophers probably don't get blown out. I mean, they get blown out by Michigan, but whatever. Everybody gets blown out by Michigan. But you keep it close. Generally speaking, you avoid getting embarrassed, try to keep it tight, and then make a play towards the end or get control. But the pass defense has just not really been good enough with Gophers to, for that to be violated. I mean, it works against Iowa because Iowa doesn't have a passing offense. Right. Michigan State's is pretty bad too, but against a team with even a halfway decent, and apparently the backup is halfway decent for Illinois. Well, Altmaier threw for three touchdowns. Yeah, he was know. moving the ball. Yeah, yeah. They, they couldn't run. Um, but yeah, they were, they were productive. They got the ball downfield compared to Iowa. That's, I mean, that's... But the Gophers are a better team. You watch that game, and the better team did not win that game. And it was the same thing against Northwestern. Like, and that—that's a. I think that's just a hundred percent a coaching thing. If you're losing to teams you should beat, that's all coaching. And PJ has time and time again shown he cannot manage the clock. He can't manage, you know, tight situations. That's why they lose these close games because a coach doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't want to manage those situations. And maybe it's the coordinator. Maybe he's not calling these plays. But, like, you know, we saw in Iowa where he throws the pass on freaking second down. Like, when you want to run the clock out, why are you doing that? Giving them more opportunities. I mean, that's – sure. Bad call against Iowa. I don't know. Yeah. I, they had a good play. If they convert, So, I mean, Cal, like, man, I see, you get a tight end open. He wasn't completely wide open, but he was pretty open. And he just overshoots it. I mean, the guy basically just runs past the first down marker and turns around and just Galeac Manis makes the right read, but just just absolutely airmails it. Just gets hyped up or whatever. I don't know. That's brutal, man. It's uh it's tough. I, I, but like I don't know I said, how much better the Gophers are than Illinois. I mean, I don't know. How, they're a better team. Like I said I before okay. the, the frustrating maybe. part about it is Everything broke your way, which helps your Hawkeyes because everything broke their way too. But oh yeah, you know. well it was a it was a, a perfect Saturday for Iowa's perspective. It was just everything well, that they needed to have happen. You barely beat the ratty Northwestern team. I don't. I was not very good. I don't even see it. Like it, they didn't lose. I, I I'm not convinced Iowa was great. My point is they got every outcome they I could mean, possibly want. It's, it's great they kept Brian Ferentz on staff. I mean that that's really a wonderful you know thing that he's still there calling those plays because. 
I mean, their offense is really humming. So good thing they kept him. It does. I mean, we already had this conversation last week. I don't. Th- I don't think Iowa had 169 yards of offense against Northwestern. Put in a, a, somebody else on the staff. Do I think Iowa gets to 180 yards of offense? I doubt it. I mean, all they you did literally was like, could, it couldn't be worse. It, you could. It could not be worse. But I also don't think it could be much better. So I don't really care. But. Sure. Uh, it, your, it, your cat could call a better game. Like if, if their offense coordinator was turbo your cat, they would probably have a better game. Maybe, but it doesn't matter. Brian's there. The offense is bad. There's no way for it to not be bad anymore. I mean, this is we're well past that. He gave Deacon Hill the most basic passes to complete, and he completed some of them, which is better than what has been the last couple of games. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. ten I, for I fifteen. Not, those are good numbers. I said better than the last couple of games. I didn't say they were good numbers. I said better than the last two games. So I'll, I'll hold myself accountable for my words. You can try to do some weird little like goalpost shifting if you want. Ten for fifteen for sixty yards or whatever it was isn't good numbers. He made really one good play, and it was the clutch throw at the end of the game. That was the the single most important pass, and the only one where you're like, oh, he legitimately made a good play. Otherwise. He completed very basic throws or made bad throws, but whatever. This is he's not a seven one seven going into the into the fourth quarter. Like that, were, were you sweating at all? Sure, but at this point, like against my Northwestern Wildcats, I have to watch three more games uh, against well four uh, counting a bowl game, maybe five counting counting the Big Ten, the Big Ten championship, championship game. Is, I was now, depending on who you ask, anywhere from like two thirds to a seventy percent favorite to to win the Big Ten West. You should win the next three games. You absolutely should. Why? You just talked about how bad the offense is, and they kept their coordinator who could not. Because you worse. have one of the best defenses in the history, the Big Ten. That might help. Every game's going to be exactly like this. You're confident that Minnesota is clearly better than Illinois. I'm not. You're convinced of that. Fine. I'm not convinced that I. Well, they I were think, they were last Saturday watching those two teams play. Maybe, but like, this is all the teams in the Big Ten West. They're like this mushed together. Very granular differences between the two. Yeah, okay. Uh, Illinois had the better quarterback, but Gallic Man has made some plays. Okay. Minnesota had the better rush defense. Okay. But Minnesota's special teams had the bungling fumble to start the game. I mean. Okay, you can go this way or that way. That we're we're really splitting hairs over which bad team is slightly less bad. Iowa is barely. We're gonna get there, but Iowa is barely favored against Rutgers. Minnesota is barely favored against Purdue, who is like two and six. They're underdogs. They're oh, see, one okay, two point underdogs. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Nebraska is barely favored against Maryland. It, it's these teams are all just like this. These are all how all the games are going to go. There's going to be back and forth, very close one play. Iowa, it's going to be 14-13 or something gross against Rutgers. I mean, it's just going to be awful. Iowa's going to spend most of the time not moving the ball. We already know this. So, yeah, I was sweating, but it was also like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't want it to go to overtime. Like, I don't want to see overtimes of this game. This is really gross. This is obnoxious. I don't want more of this. Please, let's end this one way or the other. Got one big play, got the field goal, and hey, guess what? I was back in the catbird seat. I mean, all Iowa needs First are... Place. Minnesota needs to lose one more time, and they play Ohio State. Nebraska loses one more time. Iowa can afford to lose one more time and still control their own fate. So, well, you, you play Nebraska, too, so... That's true, but my point, is, my point is if Nebraska loses one of the next two and Minnesota loses one of the next two... Iowa needs to win two of the last three. But it's not fun. It's awful. It's frustrating. Yeah. You can't I, lose two two games. You can't lose two of the next three. Really. Correct. I mean, that's... But it's it's frustrating. I mean, it's like it's tough to, to enjoy the game when you're just watching an offense flail over and over and over again. And then when they do have scoring opportunities, they, they screw it up because their passing is so bad. Fumble on third down that takes them out of field goal range. They run... Iowa completed one pass on third down, Eric. One pass. Yeah. How many yards do you think that pass gained? I don't know. Three yards, maybe? Negative four. It was uh, a busted screen that went nowhere. The guy caught it in the backfield and was, like, tackled almost immediately by a defender, uh, LaShawn Williams. It was, it was like, four-yard loss. And then they got a sack. So they were 
They averaged losing two yards um, a play on third down passes. They went three for six on second down passes for nine yards for a touchdown and an interception. A lot of punts, I'm guessing. Of course. Well, of course. Uh, one missed field goal because that that third down pass that lost them four yards took it from a 49-yard field goal to a 53-yard field goal. So they went backwards. Interception on Northwestern side of the field to take away another possible field goal. I mean, they, the offense is just such a liability. Not only can they not move the ball, they turn the ball over. It's brutal. It's such a mess. It really is. The Big Ten West is such a disaster. If your favorite part of a concert is is walking out with ever, all the other fans trying to leave and waiting and getting stuck in like traffic and pedestrian traffic, that's your favorite part of a concert, then the Big Ten West is the division of football for you. Um. Nebraska lost to previously two and six Michigan State. Wisconsin lost to the previously two and six Indiana. Oh, oh and f- oh five in the Big Ten. Yeah. That was Indiana's first Big Ten win against and your, Michigan State's first Big Ten. Uh, oh, right, win. both of them. Yeah, the, the Badgers who you thought were going to be this air raid. Oh, they're coming. I'm so scared of the Badgers this season. Oh boy. I mean, the quarterbacks hurt, but yes, they're 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 not as good. They they didn't live up to the hype. I'm not sad about it. I'm happy to be wrong on that front. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not shedding tears that Wisconsin has four losses already, um, and could lose one or two more times. I mean, they got to play the Gophers. I'm sure you're hoping Wisconsin loses that game as well. So, well, that's what, that, if if Minnesota loses both, two of the rest of their games, but beats Wisconsin, like, hey, great season. You beat Iowa, and Wisconsin, Nebraska. Let's go. Isn't that a Minnesota dream season? You finish six and six, but two of those wins are against Iowa and Wisconsin. Like, yeah. hey, let's let's go to Detroit. Let's hit the Motor City Bowl, baby. Let's go. Woohoo! Bowl game time. Woohoo! Um, I these these offenses are so confoundingly bad. Wisconsin at least moved the football, but they just couldn't seal a deal often enough. Nebraska's quarterback is terrible. He can run, but he can't throw. He, Throws just makes bad passes all over the place. I mean, you have all these every single offense in the Big Ten West. Well, is it that, or is it just the defenses are so good? What do you think? Because, I mean, if you flip the script, like, I mean, is it is the East just better at offense? Well, they are. Um, I mean, Penn State scored thirty-one points against Iowa, and you just described Iowa as one of the best defenses ever. Um, and that's how they were able to control the game. Um, we'll see. Michigan put up more points against the Gophers than anybody else. Wasn't even close. Uh, I think. Yeah, Ohio I State's think if, put it, points. if there were some metrics comparing the when the East plays the West, like what what what's the offensive difference? I, I, maybe it really is just bad quarterbacks, and that's why the Big Ten West the games have been so low scoring. It's just bad offenses, not really good defenses. Well, it's it's a bit of both, but it's I think more of the bad offenses than the defense. I mean, we went over the quarterback rating, and that was way early on. That was maybe a week or two into the Big Ten season when we maybe even that was just the, the well, non-conference, we, and it was awful. And that was any at Big Ten game right now. The QBR, the top six are all in the East. Yeah, you have to you have to get to seven as Kaliak Manis, but the top six are all in the He's East. He's seven. Oh my God. Yeah. See, that's you've done a lot of track. Well, first of all, you you really you really hyped up. Yeah, like I remember how you thought he was great, best quarterback you've seen in a while for the Gophers. That's what you were talking about before the season began. I thought he was going to be good. I was wrong. <laughs> I was definitely wrong. But yeah, uh, if you look at but, Minnesota, but if he's seven, if he's approximately the seventh best quarterback in the Big Ten, and all the other Big Ten West teams, are, I mean, that is brutal. Because I watched him play against Iowa and skip passes. I saw him miss the throw. I've seen the highlights. Yeah. It's bad. It's just bad that he would be like, oh, well. Deacon Hill still has not thrown enough passes to qualify, I guess. I, I don't know how quite that works out, but. Uh, I mean, rightfully so. Um, I was got to do their best to minimize the damage. Uh, and they're in a position where if I was got any kind of lead at all, they're, they're not going to take any chances on passing. I mean. Yeah, if you throw Noah Kim out because he hasn't played for injury, the bottom half of all of the Big Ten is what Big Ten West quarterbacks, and the top half 
is Big Ten East. I mean, it's a, like a dividing line, clearly, which is makes, just makes wild. Yeah, and I again, I mean, there are there are great defenses to very good defense, but most of them aren't aren't incredible. Especially Iowa's got an elite pass defense, but Iowa probably has the only elite pass defense in the Big Ten West. Um, a lot of really really great run defenses. Rest got an elite run defense, but I mean, people pass the ball. Colorado passed the ball on Nebraska. North right. Carolina passed the ball on the Gophers. Right. A lot of teams passed the ball on Illinois that weren't in the Big Ten. So I, I think it has more to do with just really, really abysmal offense is what I would say. I mean, it's it's terrible. Um, not a lot of creativity, and everybody's kind of like, well, their offense sucks too, so I don't want to take any risks. So let's just grind this out into a pitiful painful, slow, tedious game. Do you think this ever changes? Like, I know the Big Ten has always been sort of the black and blue kind of five yards in a cloud of dust idea, but, like, is this ever going to – is the Big Ten always going to be like this? What the hell? Uh, Well, I want to make a caveat. This is the Big Ten West. There are actually legitimately good offenses in the Big Ten East, right? I mean, and even, even ignoring Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, all have varying degrees of quality offense, some more so than others. Maryland has a good offense. Um, Rutgers is less bad. I, don't, I wouldn't call Rutgers good. Um, and the same thing with Indiana. This is probably not good, but it's just less terrible. Um, but there are teams that can move the ball. And Purdue, at the top, at the top. Well, it's not a coincidence. The best teams are the ones that have really good offenses and also a quality defense. But the vast majority of the teams in the Big Ten, yes, they're all a lot of them are in their West. The vast majority of all the teams, like you mentioned, Indiana doesn't have a good offense. Like, no, but it's less terrible. They have had good offenses in the past. I mean, that that in Purdue is the exception, and that they've used to have their whole thing was that they had an explosive offense and a really leaky defense. But the Gophers under Glenn Mason were not a defensive team. Like. They had two thousand yard rushers. Like they, they scored a lot of points. They just couldn't play defense. They they had no defensive identity at all, and so th- there's been a shift, I think, in the Big Ten. Oh, it's gotten maybe, worse. Maybe it's uh, the, the cold. It's cold, and you're playing outdoors for most of these stadiums. I don't know. It's so weird. It's it's very weird because it's gotten worse. Even in Iowa, right? Iowa has bottomed out offensively. Like, yeah. They used to be, 15 years ago, 10 years ago even, they had offenses that weren't great. They weren't elite or super explosive or exciting or sexy, but they were decent. They were functional. They were okay. I mean, when Iowa went 12-0 in 2015, which is eight years ago, that offense wasn't amazing, but it was a decent, okay offense. And then it's just cratered. So many of these offenses have quarterbacks that just – they can't it's avoid the, turnovers. To, they, it, to me, it's the quarterback play. That's the thing that I come back to over and over again. Is, sure. Because that is missing open receivers is just, to me, inexcusable. You, well, that's, you should, that's the problem, yeah. You um, should be able to make a spiral throw as a quarterback who's on the road to be a professional quarterback. Like You should be able to throw a football to an open guy. That, that That's just like a basic thing. You should be sure. able to do it. And these guys can't do it time and time again. They just can't do it. Deacon Hill could not throw it to an open receiver. Kelly Ekmanis cannot throw it to an open receiver. Yeah. Uh, it's, you it's, see it week in and week out. Yeah. That, it's 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 kind of bizarre. And I don't know. There aren't a lot of, like, teams don't run this spread, really. There's not a lot of, like, creativity from the offenses. So some of that is, like, you also just say, hey, we're in the Big Ten West – but there were year, years that, like, the SEC kind of had that identity, too, where they're, you know, LSU, those games would be 10-7, to 7, and Alabama would, you know, 14-10, sure. like, really low scoring. No, like, they went off punt touch. Like, there there were seasons in the SEC like that, too. Yeah, so, but uh, all those ones evolved. Maybe, no, but, I mean, I think it's just some of it's that it's changed. But it's so also, like, those those teams had, like, their defensive line were all NFL guys. You know what I mean? that That's a, a little different than the Big Ten. I suppose there are a handful of – like Illinois, there were two defensive linemen. There was one guy who I think was hurt. One guy was a preseason All-American came in. They're, they had two defensive tackles that were unbelievable, like really in, impressive. I'm sure going to be NFL players. So 
every every one of these Big Ten teams, Iowa's how many guys in Iowa are going to play on Sundays? There's a fair amount on their defense. Oh sure, I mean a couple of linebackers for sure, Cooper DeGene, uh, probably a couple of D linemen, although. I mean, none that are just out and out standouts, but um, sure, the defenses are great or good, but it doesn't, it just doesn't explain how bad the quarterback play has been really for two, three, four years. It's such a weird stretch, but blaming COVID. I'm not blaming COVID. Why at that point? I mean, we're in the transfer era, so I mean, you have options all over the place to upgrade. But a lot of these guys missed a year or two in high school, you know. Could <laughs> I mean, explain maybe. It? Could that's an interesting hypothesis, I guess. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that year of high school development would have made a huge difference. I would guess not, but that's something that could be it. But it seems that this problem is really particular to the Big Ten West. In your SEC example. Like they, yeah, they have tight, low-scoring games, but I, there's rarely been a year where the SEC offenses are like this bad as as like the, the Big Ten West. I mean, they are almost to a T, just terrible. Illinois was really kind of the best offense in the Big Ten uh, West. That, or you could argue Purdue, but it's it's bleak. Um, and yeah, I do think it starts with the quarterback play and just the overall offensive schemes, and I, I don't know, it's brutal. Um, but it's, it's a mess. Not, it's not fun to watch, I guess. No, for me too. Like I have a hard time watching these games. Well, that's that's part of the thing that like people miss when it comes to Iowa. Just win, baby. Like okay, Iowa did did in fact just win the game, ten to seven. Ugly, but it can be so tedious to watch. And this is ultimately entertainment, at least ostensibly, right? Like this is we're watching to be entertained, and the games aren't entertaining. The stakes are heavy and I want Iowa to win. But watch, it's watching miserable. Watching a punt, watching a punt over and over again is not really why I sign up to watch football. You know, not well, not really my idea of a good Saturday for four well, hours. For the general a fan, that's true. Um, and, and I don't have a problem with like a blue collar. We're going to run the football and control the line of scrimmage game. But Iowa hasn't been that for a long time either. I like watching Iowa when they have like a two score lead. Then it gets really really fun. Um, watching other teams try to, to move the ball. That can be exciting, but Iowa's offense is so bad, I you don't get to see that very often of Iowa with a lead. And then other teams just having no hope of scoring. That could be fun for me, but yeah, it's it's brutal. It's not an entertaining brand of football. That's why I use my like analogy. This is like just the slow walk to your car after a concert, and then you're just like sitting there in the parking ramp, just slowly inching along waiting to get like on the interstate to get home that's sometimes what these games feel like like not the concert itself the part where you're like elated and excited and hearing your favorite songs this is oh geez i just want to i just want to get home i'm just like stressed out i'm tired i want i want this to be over but we've got three weeks of this left three brutal weeks left and your team's in first place sure I mean, what a way to end the Brian Ferentz era, like going nine and three and winning the Big Ten West and then getting clobbered by Michigan or Ohio State. What a, what a lovely little like uh, epilogue for the Brian Ferentz era. So let's let's sort out this upcoming weekend. I mean, the I think we're going to focus on the Big Ten West, but obviously the biggest game, the Eyes of the college football world are going to be much more concerned about the outcome of Michigan at Penn State, which is at 11 o'clock, which is a really weird time to have your premier football game. I don't know how that happened. Very weird to me. So let's yeah, talk about Yeah, especially because the night game is Ohio State-Michigan State. Like, why Why didn't they flex those or switch those? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I don't I, I don't need to see Ohio State. Ohio State's 31.5-point favorites over Michigan State. Is I, it because they know Michigan's cheating and they don't want to highlight the cheatingness? I don't. They want ratings. They don't. I mean, I don't think TV networks really care about moral high grounds. If people are more people are going to tune in because of the cheating, then you'd want to. What would be the best spot to place the game to maximize that? Because um, yeah, so, I'm getting I'm getting a bit of this like Michigan hate. Like the it's all catch, the Twitter catch, nonsense. Catch me up on it, right? So so we know the guy. There was a, a guy that was on the sidelines for. Uh, was it Central Michigan? Central Michigan playing Michigan State. Yep. We and we know he was a Michigan employee. 
And he has since been fired, right? He quote unquote resigned. Maybe they asked him to, I don't know, he resigned. <laughs> he had been suspended with pay. Then he resigned. He's refused to cooperate with any investigation. And he claimed that, and he said in like a statement, I did whatever I did on my own. Which um, is complete bullshit. There's no <laughs> way that's true, right? You don't think that's true? You don't think that's true? No. You don't think he ran this scheme and was paying people to attend games and, and running this thing? Just I did see somewhere that did they did they exonerate Harbaugh in any of this? Right? Wasn't there some report that came out that showed they investigated it and they know they've concluded he had nothing to do with it or wasn't aware of it? That's his. That's his claim. I don't know if that's been definitively decided one way or the other. His he's going to okay. do the college football head coach thing of like I I didn't know this was happening. That that's every that's when we. <laughs> On the other podcast, when we talked about was it the program? Uh-huh. Um, this is this is why that movie. I mean, I don't know that it's a great movie, but it, it made some great points. I guess is how I'd put it. He didn't want to know about the guy on steroids because he wanted to be able to say I didn't know about anybody using steroids. Jim Harbaugh may have gave himself enough space for plausible deniability. Um, I don't know. We don't know for sure, but the uh, a lot has happened. But the Big Ten programs have said, Big Ten Conference, you need to punish Michigan for this. We already have the, all this evidence. They need to be punished. The, there's a whole bunch of due process, and it's this thorny situation legally or whatever. They said to Michigan, they being the Big Ten, hey, all right, we might be subjecting you to some discipline. We're going to give you, you get two days to respond or whatever the rule is. So here's our, our like formal notification that we might be you know, invoking some disciplinary action. I think from the little bit I've gleaned, it, it, you know, through the Twitter scuttlebutt, is that it'd be like a Jim Harbaugh suspension, which really is nothing. How many times uh, does that happen? He's already been suspended once right. this year. So right. who cares? Would it matter that much? I don't think so. Um, there could be deeper punishment from the NCAA down the line. Of course, they like ratings. People want ratings. Are they, would they want to do anything? Would they want to actually just refute, tell Michigan when they have one of the best teams in college football that they can't participate in the playoffs? I doubt it. Um, and so, and and that's kind of what Michigan wants is they kind of want to hold off. Anything that might happen, they want to push till after this season because they have a great team. And, you know, they're making a serious playoff push and a national title push, so they don't want any of that stuff. I saw so something on, online. It was like a picture of a – I can't remember what team. It was the, the sidelines, and there was like four guys with different colored jerseys, and they had these pictures of like weird signs on it. that They were they were all giving different signals to the quarterback, and I was like, what are we doing? Like, just give the quarterbacks the, the headset like in the NFL. Like, why are we doing these stupid, crazy sideline signals – when there's the technology to just tell the quarterback what the play is, like it's it's crazy. What what the it, hell? It is, is that? stupid. Like for a while, I think the logic was like not everybody have access to it and it wouldn't be fair. But at this point, there's enough money to go around so that billions of every dollars. every yeah. program can just be gifted one. Yeah, we can say, hey, University of Iowa, University of Minnesota, we have plenty of money. Here's money for your headsets. And what, um, what's the what's the cost for that? It's a it's a a radio signal, right? It's like a headset, like. No, I have I, one on I agree. right now. <laughs> I agree. We should. We should. I agree. That'd be that. That was. We should absolutely just do that and move on and say, hey, we don't need to have signs sent anymore. This is this is really dumb. Just let's use headsets. That I agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean the Michigan narrative. Hey, is uh, maybe this guy acted alone is nonsense. And there are probably are harsher punishments coming, but I don't think anything super harsh is going to happen you know, prior to the national championship game. But I think if if they did instruct this guy if or through somebody, through somebody, right, sure, if maybe sure. it wasn't Harbaugh, <clears throat> to buy tickets to the stadium and then somehow get credentials to be – he was on the field, right? Well, like, that's what's so funny about this. Like, so that Central Michigan thing, right? Like, we have to – like, it's so annoying and so stupid. It looks like him. I'm pretty sure it's him. The head coach for Central Michigan's like, we're trying to figure out who that guy is, or figure out what was the, what that what that situation was about. And you gotta know who's on your staff, right? And even if you didn't know as the head coach who's on your staff, somebody would know who's on the staff. 
So clearly he's not like a coach, a member of the coaching staff for Central Michigan. No, he said eventually that this guy is not affiliated with our program. Okay. Um, but that I think is, that, that has been said. The allegations go deep that apparently Central Michigan had some ties to some people that worked at Michigan at one well, point or another. So the, the maybe freaking, somebody called in a favor. The freaking Ohio State head coach got caught up in this too, right? Didn't didn't he have some family members that were associated with the university that were somehow tied to the signal stealing scandal? I thought I boy I, uh, I don't Day, have all the Matthew in. Day, the the Ohio State head coach. He was caught up, and I think eventually they said that there weren't any direct connections between him and the family members that were tied up in it. But Well, I think the issue is that his brother is the one that investigated or was doing the investigation. So the alley is like Ryan Day was just out to get Michigan and had his brother, you know, look in and okay. find evidence. I think that's the alley. I have no idea if that's true. It could be. I mean, from the Michigan, like – persecution complex side of things. This is Ohio State being mad because they couldn't beat Michigan, so they're just like trying to punish Michigan because he's mad because Ryan Dick can't beat the Wolverines. Um, so, the, the, I mean, the nonsense goes on and on. I mean, the bottom line for me is that I, I don't think anything's going to happen meaningfully this season. Um, all the Twitter nonsense has made me, really, this is the most animus I've had towards Michigan in a long time. I would really like Penn State to win. Um, I mean, I'll be they're, rooting for They're not going to. They're I don't think so. No, okay. Michigan's gonna blow the doors off them. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You know what? I think Penn State. Not only do they cover the pretty meager four and a half point spread, I think. Uh, it, what is it? The Beaver Stadium's gonna be jacked. It's, it's, it's in Happy Valley. I think okay. Penn State's gonna, gonna for a brief shining moment rise up and actually beat the most hated team. Well, that really complicates, I mean, Ohio State. And then if, what if Michigan beats Ohio State? They'd have the tiebreaker, uh, right? Yeah, there'd be some crazy convoluted tiebreaker yeah. that would come up in that scenario. Um, so, and that's what I thought would happen. I mean, I think Penn State's really good. They it, they got beat by Ohio State. It wasn't a horrific loss, but Ohio State was just better, at least on that day. Um, the other stuff, Indiana's playing at Illinois. Uh, Illinois' six-and-a-half-point favorites, so I guess Illinois wins. Yeah. Um, less exciting game. Another lo- The other 11 o'clock one, it, it matters a lot to the Big Ten West. Sure does. Uh, yeah. Maryland at Nebraska. Nebraska, Maryland's actually sorry. So Nebraska, I thought Nebraska was here. Mer- Nebraska's a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Yep. Maryland's on a four-game losing streak. Started 5-0. and oh, They've lost four straight. I know. They need uh, a win bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's they still have – this will be a good good sign. Is the East really w- way better than the West? Because if Nebraska wins this game, it makes you wonder, like, huh? You know, maybe it's a little closer than we think. Maybe I think Maryland's kind of like. I mean, they're they're a bit more. They have a pretty good offense. Their defense is well, a lot more. Eh. Plus the Iowa Rutgers game too. If if Iowa beats Rutgers pretty soundly. Uh, Nebraska beats Maryland pretty soundly. It may start to kind of rethink the whole narrative of East is so much better than the West. Now the top of the East obviously is better. Those well, that's what teams. everybody means. I mean, Maryland <sighs> is Maryland is is at best marginally better well, than the Big Ten. We just talked about how the entire Big Ten is split in half in terms of quarterback play from the East to the West. So, but he's played. I mean, Maryland lost to Northwestern. Maryland lost to Illinois. So I don't know that this definitively sides that. They were competitive in both those games, Maryland was. Yeah, but sure. they weren't clearly better. Even if Maryland wins, it's probably not because they're clearly better. They're, they're, to me, the equivalent of a Big Ten West team. I mean, they already have two losses to the Big Ten West. So I, I don't know. I mean, it matters. If Nebraska loses, you know, I, I mean, that helps Iowa. And it probably keeps the door just a, a smidge cracked open for your Gophers. Um well, they have to win out. I mean, the Gophers said have to win. I think there are probably some crazy scenarios where Minnesota could lose to Ohio State and still have a chance for like, because honestly, like a five and a big tie at five and four is still very much on the table for the Big Ten West. That's I mean, let's true. be let's be really honest about the the just pile of shit that is the Big Ten. Well, West. I was gonna lose two games, uh, two or three games. I was going to be an underdog against Nebraska. I was barely favored against Rutgers, and I will probably be barely favored against Illinois. I was going to be in three one-score games. Each one of these is going to be a one-score game. If you were like, I think Rutgers blows Iowa out, I'd happily bet against that. But I'd also bet Iowa's going to blow Rutgers out. I would bet against that as well. These are all going to be 
hideously awful low-scoring games. Twenty-eight and a half over/under for the over. Yeah, it's, it, we just keep getting lower. It's like it was free money. You bet that under Iowa Northwestern, that was free money. There was never even a slight chance, unless maybe the game went into overtime, that that over was going to hit. That was the only like worry you'd have. It yeah, wasn't Vegas even close. is lose. Vegas is bleeding money on the over unders for Iowa games. Well, it's like they just can't set them low enough. It's like right. Like goodness gracious, those seventeen points. Uh, uh over under was at twenty five points. It would. It was just. It's brutal. And it's like there's another one. Like Rutgers' offense is certainly better than Iowa's. Defense is really good. They're going to shut Iowa's offense down like everybody. Iowa's going to shut Rutgers down. The only way it becomes a shift either way is turnovers. Like. Last year, Iowa beat Rutgers 21-7 because of two defensive touchdowns. Without that, it would have been a 7-10-7, 13-7. I was back nonsense. The, one of the, the only four Big Ten teams that are ranked again. They're back in the I, college football rankings. It's shocking to me. I, I don't know that they deserve it, but I they're 7-2. and two. Okay, let's give them a ranking. It feels wholly undeserved, but what are you going to do? Um, I mean – before we get into any more of the Iowa Rutgers, is Maryland going to beat Nebraska on Saturday? Yeah, I think, I think so. so too. Actually, I, I do think so. Their their strengths, Nebraska's biggest strength is their run defense, and they're going to shut Maryland's running him down. But there's going to be some hay to be made on the back end, and Nebraska's okay. offense is they got a quarterback who can run, and that's it. You know, they can do their old throwback off op, op, option game, but boy, he's a, a liability that. Harburg guy. I mean, he can run, but ugh. so yeah, I think Maryland ends their losing streak. They need the win bad because they still have I don't know, I don't remember which team they have. I think they still have Michigan on the schedule. Um so they've won a, next week, so it's it's bad. Um but then then Iowa Rutgers, I'm gonna pick Iowa, but I mean it's a shrug. I, I'm not again I'll I'm, pick I'm, Iowa. I'm not confident one or the other. It's gonna be hideous, but I think the fans are going to be out in force. I think probably Rutgers makes too many mistakes. God, just going to limp your way to this Big Ten West title. So oh, hilarious. It's, 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 I, I think they're going to trip up somewhere. Probably Nebraska. Could be Illinois. Uh, but I think the rest of the Big Ten is going to trip up too. And it's uh, they're going to be 9-3 and three and make it. But again, 5-4. and four. Like Iowa could lose twice. That's on the table. Gophers could be five and four. Iowa could be five and four. Wisconsin could be five and four. Nebraska could be five and four. We that that is all still seriously on the table. Yeah. It's it's brutal. Wild. Yeah. It's it's that, that's not like far fetched. Um, Northwestern Wisconsin. We're gonna skip that over. I mean, Wisconsin's eleven point favorites. Wisconsin should win. If they lose, I, I will be sad. I don't okay. know. Okay. I might pick Northwestern in that game. Okay. I think Wisconsin's I mean, I, floundering. Okay. I mean, I like Northwestern to cover. I would probably take them with you giving me 11 points, but sure. I don't know that yeah, I like I them outright. I don't know that I like them outright. They, their defense is bad. Iowa's offense is just also bad. Um, and they really could not move the ball. They had two drives, and one of them they, they couldn't punch into the end zone with four tries on, like, you know, first and goal from, like, the half-yard line or whatever. Um, I don't know. But – Let's they get have to one. They've won and lost every other weekend. Northwestern has. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. then maybe they're due. They are. Um, it's very the, real it's... thing. So your Gophers traveling to Purdue. Purdue is yes a one point favorite. This is this is as coin flip of a game as it gets. Yeah. Purdue's one and five in the Big Ten. I think they're one of the only Big Ten. Maybe Northwestern now, but there I think Purdue is the only Big Ten team. Purdue Northwestern, the ones that are mathematically eliminated from winning a Big Ten West title. How are you feeling going into this matchup? 2.30 on your favorite network, so. NBC. Purdue's lost four in a row. They did blow out Illinois in their last win. Um, I, I feel I feel pretty good. I think it's going to be, like we're saying, it's a close game. It's going to depend on does PJ have an opportunity to mess it up and drop the ball? Um, but I think the Gophers win. Okay. <clears throat> you know what? I'm I'm gonna pile on the hate. I, it happened last time, and I was right. I, I think I think Purdue is gonna bounce back. They need a win. They need some some positive stuff to take in the offseason. They can't make a bull game anymore, but I think they can be spoiler, and the Gophers continue their slide. 
with a, a horrible matchup against Ohio State coming up the week after. Um, three, three losses in a row for the Gophers, huh? I I, I think so. I think it's gonna be bad, but I think I think they're gonna get some redemption in the last game. This I think I think we're gonna get the six and six. You get the rivalry trophies. You don't get the Big Ten West. You get a, a very uh, unexciting bowl destination, and everybody's kind of like, well, after after the season ends, Gopher fans are like, well, you know, I guess we'll take that. Yeah, PJ's annoying, and yeah, he's kind of bumbling, and his shtick is is really obnoxious. But hey, we got the axe. We got we got Floyd. We went to a bowl game. I'm happy. That's what Gopher fans are going to talk themselves into that. But well, the, there's got to be some pain frustrating, first. Some frustrating about this season is we looked at the beginning of the year like, yeah, tough schedule, right? Real tough schedule. Yep. But they didn't lose the the games they lost were the ones they should have won. That's the thing that's so frustrating. But whatever. I've said it already. Yeah, they they, they choked two games away. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a, they very easily could have been 7-2. and two. With just a loss to North Carolina, the North Carolina game wasn't that close. I'm not gonna that that was one where the Gophers were outclassed. But uh, and same with Michigan. But yeah, they could have beat Northwestern Illinois and Minnesota would be seven and two. Only one Big Ten loss. Absolutely, absolutely driving. Yeah. Uh, their way to the Big Ten West, and now it seems very, very unlikely. Uh, a loss to Purdue, I think, would would pretty much do it. Yep. Um, which I think is gonna happen. But the, the, again, Gophers fans will be able to talk themselves into PJ Fleck in the offseason and just come to terms with it um, once everything's – and Ohio State's going to beat Michigan State. I mean, what a, what a hilariously stupid 31.5-point spread. I mean, yeah. it's, it might be well put, but, like, I, what a boring night game. I don't care. Oh, once again, can Michigan State keep it within four touchdowns? I don't care. Marvin Harrison Jr. already has 10 touchdowns, 900 yards. I wonder where he ends up at the end of the season. Well, he, he gets to take on the Gopher D in a week, yeah. so. Oh, he is going to shred the Gophers. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> a nightmare. Um, but, I mean, we got we got some some key matchups the week after, yeah. you know, Illinois hosting Iowa. Minnesota, Ohio State, doesn't that doesn't really matter. Um, but then Nebraska's at Wisconsin the next week, so that's another huge, huge game. And then that final weekend, I uh, – I, those are going to be really important games. Iowa at Nebraska, and then uh, your uh, Gophers hosting the Badgers. It'll be yeah. really, really fun rivalry week, I think. Even if the football is going to be not ugly. But uh, any any other points you want to make? You want any other anti PJ Flack grants you want to make, Eric? Anything no, else you want to say? I mean, it's the, I think the thing about it is there's really nowhere to go. You know, do, do you complain about him as a coach and get want a new coach? I don't know if there's anything better. That's I think that's just the mediocrity is kind of where you're at, and you just have to accept it. It's, it's really kind of depressing. But <laughs> this is a version of conversations Iowa fans have had at various times during the Kirk Ferentz tenure. Like, okay, being ungrateful, doing pretty well. I don't know what we're so upset about. And then you're like, it feels like we're kind of stuck in the mediocre, you know, mediocre zone. Then you're like, oh, do you want to go back to the Tim Brewster era? <laughs> Right. Oh, where that was miserable. Um, I just feel that, I just feel like at this point they're not building towards anything. This is just what they are. Sure. And beating a beating Iowa and Wisconsin's fun, and so that's okay, I guess. That's where we're at. It's just maybe sometimes we'll beat them. That's sure. about it. Go 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 to a bowl game. I, th- I yeah. think the Gophers are going to have a bowl destination, and they're not. They're not a miserably awful team. Mid, they're maybe good, not a great the, one. They're just pretty, mid, pretty in eh. mid mid tier Big Ten team. You know, low low to mid Big Ten team is where they are, and that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, whatever. You, you asked about the quarterbacks. One thing that might change it is getting rid of the division and adding some teams that have very competent quarterback play. I mean, adding USC and Washington, who just put on like a passing clinic, right? Just a very exciting matchup they just had. I, if you're in the Big Ten West, you can always say, hey, if we have a really solid defense and a pretty decent running game, we have a chance at winning a Big Ten West title, baby, and go into the Big Ten Championship game. And pretty much if you do that, nobody can really argue that you had a bad season. Like last year, Iowa didn't go to the Big Ten Championship game, but they came very close to being 8-4 and four and going to the Big Ten Championship game. Like, well, we went to the Big Ten title game. What do you want, fans? 
but that's going to go away as a metric. So for a lot of teams, you're going to be left with, oh, we're six and six watching really excruciatingly painful football, or we're seven and five, or eight and I mean, it's just, it's going to have to get better. I, I just won't be sustainable watching really painful football if you're consistently winning six games and out of the title race by October. That, that like, might change it. The thing for me is, so Kellick Manis is a sophomore, right? So mm-hmm. theoretically, he has two more years of eligibility. Are we going to see him get better in two years? Is it, Probably not. De- Deacon Hill is, okay, maybe this is his first year starting, so two years from now, is he going to be an amazing quarterback? No. I think that's the thing that's so Deacon Hill needs to not be anywhere near, like, he can't be one of the two or three best quarterbacks for Iowa next season. Well, is um, McNamara going to be that much better? How long has that guy been a college quarterback? Five years? I will take him in uh, any day of the week and twice on Sunday. He wasn't, over he wasn't any good to start the season. He was injured and still qualitatively better than Deacon Hill. As bad as, as injured McNamara was, he was light years better than Deacon Hill. It's not even close. I mean, well, you, you get a new I, quarter cornerback, or you get a new coordinator, and you keep the quarterback. Do you have a maybe completely different offense next year? I mean, I, Wisconsin the offense is not going to be completely different. Wisconsin was trying to change their whole offensive philosophy and do this air raid shit, and that hasn't it's, worked. It's one year. It takes. I mean, I know that we are very impatient in 2023. It does take more than a year to completely change your offense, especially when you don't have all the right pieces. You have players that were recruited for a different system. It may fail, but I'm not saying it's failed based on one year. I was not going to change their overall system. I mean, the best case scenario, assuming Kirk stays, which he said, he said he's going to stay. Who knows? He can change his mind. So he proved me wrong very quickly, potentially. Well, we'll see again. It's we're not there yet, but the best case scenario is somebody like Paul Chris, like that's going to be the best offensive coordinator for Iowa. I mean, a guy who's going to run an offensive scheme that's slightly more modern than Iowa's previous, but not all that modern, not all that sexy. And they're going to just try for like late 2000s Wisconsin, which I'll be happy with. If they, if they can get to that pr- production level on offense, that would be a win. But that, that's the best case scenario. It's, it, more than likely, it's going to be an internal hire. And it's going to be somebody who's going to do exactly what Brian was doing. Does Caitlin Clark want a job? I, I mean, she's going to be playing in the WNBA in a year and getting doing commercials. I don't true. think she wants the Iowa football offense stank on her. I wouldn't. I mean, she's already probably making over a million dollars a year on stuff. So um, I think she's fine. Getting that high V money. Sure. And the State Farm. She's a part of the State Farm, the Jake from State Farm. She did a thing with him. Anyway, she's getting paid. Good for her. Happy for her. She's awesome. Bye, women. The road back to the title game started last yesterday. But anyway, everybody, we're rambling. Go yeah, Hawks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, like and subscribe if you yeah. want to do that or not. Um, yeah, up to you. Give us a rate. We appreciate it, but it's not required. Yeah. Feedback is always appreciated. Um, Sky you, Mom. Roll the boat. Go for it. Yeah, baby. 